127 6 Okay Wait Yeah 126 What was last week? The fall Winter fashion Fall yeah. Clothing Colors Right <laughs> uh, Yeah So this is 126 um, So what do we got? Let's plug some stuff Get that out of the way Saturday uh, San Diego This Saturday uh, The 28th I'm doing uh, The Tipsy Crow um, I'm gonna run My album there so if you're in San Diego and you want to come to that, if you're in town, if you're not out of town for the hall or for Thanksgiving, that's at 7 p.m. Uh, it's Mal Hall's show. Uh, funny comic, good dude. He's been running that thing for seven years. Great venue, great room. The crowds are always good. So come see uh, me do that. And then um, the sorry, San Francisco, the middle of December, 16th through 19th, headlining the punchline. Uh, and I'm recording an album. 18th and the 19th two shows each night get tickets everybody uh if you're in town i would love to see you there for that and um i think that's and thank you for buying my pins you guys are still buying them and i still appreciate that (laughs) uh if you haven't got one get one uh they're gonna eventually sell out i'm gonna take them up to san francisco with me so i'll sell them at the shows and I have a few copies of my first album on vinyl left, so I'm going to bring those up there. I don't know how many there are, but I'm going to bring them up and sell those, so um, you can get them there. But they'll eventually be gone, and they'll never be made again, so please buy one now. And uh, that's it. Uh, I'm at the Punchline with Dean Delray the 28th and 29th of December, so go to that. Body and your mind, too. You want, you want to be mentally present. Your, your mind stuck in your body, but yeah. Um, depending on which philosopher you ask, because some would say that it exists outside. <laughs> I never ask a philosopher anything. Um, they probably just answer with a question. Only some. That's how we've gotten <laughs> the answers to everything we've ever known. Nope. Wikipedia is how we got the answers. Oh, Look it up. It's in the Bible. Oh, also, uh, Lake Tahoe, 23rd through the 27th. Um, I'm playing the improv there through Christmas. So if you're lonely and you're up there, so will I be lonely and up there. Um, That's going to get weird in a way that I think will be good. It could. I mean, they're dark on Christmas Eve, so there's no shows Christmas Eve. But okay. the other, all the other nights there are. I'm sure a lot of families and shit go up there. And, yeah. You know, it's like a winter destination. Um, but anyhow, I'll be up there as well. And um, see, get, go to nickyusef.com for all all shows, ticket links to every show. Uh, you can buy my pin there too under merch, and then um, everything else: Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Uh, and if you've subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, thank you. If you haven't, do so. If you haven't rate rated it and reviewed it, do that. That helps us. So click click however many stars you think we deserve. Uh, we're going to suggest five. <laughs> and uh, leave some kind of review. You know, positive, neutral, negative, whatever. Yeah. Be honest. Speak from your heart. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Don't speak from your heart? Okay. Um, all right. Let's do... Let's get into this episode, man. Uh, one of our favorites. The Teeb. The Teeb. 
Steve came by Jason uh, Tebow. to talk concerts. We talked politics first and then the election and Trump and that stuff. We got, got sidetracked into that. Yeah. And then we talked favorite concerts and worst concerts. Yeah, we picked like two each. What do we like? What do we don't like? Yeah. Um, and it's just like a fun conversation on music. It's pretty straightforward. If you've listened to uh, Jason Tebow on these podcasts before, you kind of know what you're what you're getting. He knows his music. He loves his music. Uh, he's a funny dude. Uh, and it was a good conversation, man. We always love having him on. I think he is now tied with Jerry Ferrara for yeah. legacy guest. Yep. I think he is. Yep. I'm going to have to go back and count. Um, or he's up by half or something. Doesn't he have like a yeah. half episode or whatever? He might have a half. Yeah. Um, I should just ask him instead of count because he'll know. I, I know he's already looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so there you have it. Follow Jason on uh, Twitter at the Teeb T H E T E E B. His Instagram is Jason Tebow, uh, spelled J A Y S O N T H I B A U L T. And then uh, obviously he's one of the three hosts of the Punch Drunk uh, Sports Podcast on All Things Comedy. It would be him, Sam Tripoli, and the Dirty Jew we know as Ari Shaker. So subscribe to that. Listen to that. Those guys are fucking great, uh, as you probably already know. And uh, that'll do it. Uh, enjoy this episode, and happy Thanksgiving. That's in a couple of days. So enjoy that, and we'll see you after you spend all your money on Black Friday deals. Yeah, the difference between what gets likes on, like, Twitter, like, you can post the same thing on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter will get, like, 37 favorites. Facebook, it's, like, one. (laughs) I know. It's the same internet. A lot of the same people, maybe, that even follow you. It's weird. Yeah. I don't understand that. I don't think I've ever... I don't... I don't think I've ever posted anything on Facebook. (laughs) It'd be good if that sentence ended right there. I don't. It did. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I guess it did. Yeah. Wow. I think I've reposted a thing. I don't think I've. Yeah. Yeah. I only post them on my comedy page. I never use my regular one. Right. For really. I only have a regular one. Yeah. Right. I just stopped using it a long time ago, just because it was. I'm like, I don't know, four thousand of my friends. <laughs> They're just like, when Facebook first started, you were just accept, accept, accept. You know, yeah. like because you were trying to copy what MySpace was doing. She's like, I got to accept everybody. And then it just turns into people posting, you know, rants about whatever fucking political issues in the news. Yeah. And then everyone gets racist and homophobic and sexist and you're and it just becomes like a garbage dump of thoughts. It's a great place to find out your extended family or racist. Yeah, or everybody that you're friends with. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like they can speak long form. Then. Yeah. So they'll yeah. post like a video link and then their opinions on you know, the Middle East or like gay marriage or whatever. And you're like, there's so many people. And then you're just like unsubscribing from your newsfeed just over yeah. and over yeah. and over. Every yeah. one of those posts starts with, I never do this. And then you look like, you actually do this quite often. Yeah. That's like the people that, oh, yeah, you always, anytime anybody's like, look, man, I'm not racist, but. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. okay, yeah. here this yeah. comes. I'm not political. And I <laughs> yeah. think like, you know, war is wrong, but we should bomb everyone in the world. <laughs> I know, what? I know. <laughs> well, all this thing of like everybody, I posted this thing about, because everyone's so like, you know, uh, uh, it's become such an agenda-based site, and it's like everyone's like, "Oh, these Muslims," and they're blaming all Muslims. And I'm like, blaming 
all Muslims uh-huh. and people like, you know, that follow Islam and all that for all this terrorism shit is like blaming the K- like Christianity for the KKK. It's, exact, it's right, the yeah. exact same, same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, it's, and then it's fucking so stupid to, to just make these general blame like, man, we should bomb everybody that's. I'm like, it's like, you, yeah. it's exact same Flatten thing. Flatten that whole region. You're like, all right. It's like there's a, a handful of like really, really horrible people. My favorite question when anyone brings up any Middle East thing, like say right now it's Syria. So they'll start talking about Syria and then I'll go, where's Syria on a map? <laughs> and then if they can't answer that question, I'm like, we're not talking anymore. Mm-hmm. If you don't even know. And then some people will go like, well, that's irrelevant exact where, where it is exactly. It's like, no, it's not. Regional conflicts are based on where the fuck the place is. Yeah. They're regional. So if you don't even know what countries it's next to and why anything's happening, how can you all of a sudden decide it's an entire religion's fault? Yeah, I mean, it's you so I mean? stupid. I'm like, w- within every religion, there are assholes. Within every job, there are assholes. Yeah. In every room, there is an asshole. Right. So to walk into a room, walk into a party... In this room, like, there's three assholes. And be like, oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. To walk in and be like, oh, that asshole's here. Everybody here is an asshole. It's right. stupid. You know what I mean? We can all agree that the Quakers are pieces of shit. Yeah. Of course, man. And the Amish. And black Amish people shouldn't vote. Can we, can, we get, yeah, yeah. can we get a thing? Or women. Yeah. Of course, women shouldn't vote. Yeah. Well, or men. Quaker women. Yeah, Quaker women. Right. It pretty much just the three of us should vote, and that's it. <laughs> right, right, right. I should definitely not vote. I hope Trump gets to be president. No. I was I was imagining that, because like, I was watching a clip of one of his speeches, and I was like, there's a possibility, there's a world where he could be president. There's like, not a snowball's right, chance in hell. If the right for... No, no, not right now. The, with the way the world currently is working right now, right. Not, not happening. But you can like imagine the right set of circumstances that would lead him to getting elected. Well, it's just president. a simple fact that we live in a day and age where somebody like that can even be put into the forefront mm-hmm. of thought of the possibility yeah. of being president. 30, 40 years ago, he would have been laughing. He would be like, no, no, there's no way. Yeah. There's no way. Even, but with like social know, media and all that money, it's like he can, he oh, yeah. can make himself prevalent and 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 you know, oversaturate everything that we look at and his name pops up. His name Last pops up on the news. Last time he he'd already dropped out by now. Yeah. Like, this is just the longest he's ever had to do this. Well, they're also starting, like, the debates earlier and yeah. they're doing more of them so he can actually last a little longer because it's so early on, he doesn't really have to be spending any money yet. But once... There's already four or five candidates that have dropped out, and then soon he'll have to start, you know, touring more and putting more money in. And then when he realizes it's not going to happen, then he'll have to drop out. I wonder. He's got to drop out. Yeah, there's. I mean, he won't get the nomination, obviously. But but it's funny when you look back. Like people thought when Reagan was running, like an actor is running for president. That guy served two terms. When the second Bush was running, they're like this idiot with barely any political experience, the son of a no way. He served two terms. Yeah, I think people have underestimated how many or okay, it's not votes yet. It's poll numbers. How high your how high your poll numbers can get by just being like build a wall and blow everything up. People are like, yep, fine with me. Like there's a large still a large contingent of the country. that's like I like that. Yeah, I and like he's, the build a wall guy. He's entertaining to watch for he's now. He's like a bad guy in wrestling. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, there's something very Roddy Piper about him. Sure. Yeah. Where like you either like. Totally like him because you are also a fucking total idiot, uh-huh. and he speaks your language. We should build a wall for those fucking wetbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. if you're that dumbass, you know what I mean. Right. Or, or you 
want him out so bad that you are just watching him and seething at every word that he says and rooting against him. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? I mean, really good. He's like a really good politician in like the the most the broadest sense of the term. You know what I mean? Like he's loud. He uses buzz phrases. Like he's looking at what what are all the major issues and I'm going to take the hardest furthest stance in my party so like as far right as i can go and just throw out these you know buzz phrases and then have the people that are supportive of that and he's super confident yeah and he's got a lot of money and he's got a lot of money that's all you need to be president yeah he can easily last like another i mean can you imagine even not even 50 years ago 20 years ago Mm -hmm. if a president if if george bush called Rosie O'Donnell a fat pig. Yeah. The hell he would have paid. Yeah. yeah. He would have been like ostracized. I would have been laughed out of the office. Yeah. And this guy is like a hero for telling you're a, you're an idiot. You're a stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you're like Yeah, he you would be the president kind of things, and you're calling people fat pigs. The yeah. kind of things you would get bounced for, he's done like 40 or 50 times. Yes. Yeah. That I was watching. He's TV. known for it. Not only has he done it forty, fifty. He's yeah, known they were, for it. Yeah, I was watching. Things. I don't know some show, and and they were saying how the Republican primary is so different this time because you can basically do whatever you want. Yeah, and no one's being like the kind of things that you would normally get in trouble for. There's just not. You're not getting in trouble for like Ben Carson saying the pyramids were. F- grain silos yeah. like the kind of thing where you're like all right well you're done it's like no this did not even it does there's not a blip it just like uh trump calling ben carson at saying you similar to a child molester yeah a week ago like it just went away like it didn't yeah nothing happened because it, it it still attracts like viewers and it engages yeah. people in a conversation so you can say anything you want and it'll be in the news the next day because they just need to fill the content they need content Yes. So look, here's what Ben Carson said, and they'll talk about that for a day until Trump says something crazier, and then someone else tops that, and then they'll keep going. But once it starts getting more serious, they'll you know they'll sideline those people. My they'll fav- drop out. You know. My favorite thing is like the whole immigration thing that he is just just his platform. Yeah. Which I'm just like, everybody here is an immigrant. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're just 200, you know, years down yeah. of, of like right. this country is founded on immigrants. Yeah. The only people that should have a dog in the fight against immigrants coming to America Indians. are the American Indians. Yeah. But yeah. Th- they don't really have much of a voice since we murdered all of them. Right. You know? Yeah. And he's like, man, it, dude, immigrants should just not be allowed to come to America. I'm yeah. like, that's what America <laughs> is, you dumb fuck. I know. I'm not even paying any attention to I've to checked the out of it. And I normally love it. I I normally love election season. I find it fascinating and I it, it's all, it's sort of just too it's too frustrating to watch. Well, it hasn't really started yet. Yeah, just because they're yeah, doing yeah, yeah, a yeah. bunch of debates. It doesn't mean This is like, like the pregame. Yeah, this is like the minor leagues, you know, mm-hmm. and they'll get rid of all them and then they'll, you know, it's it's uh, it's not God, real yet. It's wins. just entertainment right now. I just hope Bernie Sanders wins. He won't. Though. He won't. There's no way he will. No, he won't. I, I almost think Trump many... has a better chance than Sanders. He does. Right. Sanders can't keep saying he's a socialist. It's, just, it's not. You can't. You're not going to elect a socialist. Right. It's too which, bad Canadians can't vote in the American election. 
That'd be really funny. They That'd should get awesome. like a sort of a vote where like they like it, they they're the tiebreaker. Yeah, they're the tiebreaker. All of Canada votes, and that counts for like a small percent. Yeah, they're the tiebreaker. I would definitely. That seems like an excellent. Well, idea. Bernie Sanders would win then. Canadian That's exactly why I want yeah. Canada to vote. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Canada and Mexico should have like. You know. Oh God! Imagine if Mexico got a vote with Trump. Holy Jesus! If Mexico and Canada voted, they'd probably cancel each other out. There's I'm no not way. completely convinced that someone that you know, because El Chapo put a sixty million dollar price on Trump's head. I'm not completely convinced someone's not going to murder him. I'd kill him. I'd kill. That's him for a 60, lot of money. sixty million dollars. I swear to on my life, I would kill him for sixty million dollars. That's no a question. Lot. I, I'll say that into a podcast. You for just real. Did. If he dies, if he dies, look look for me. <laughs> Ask me where I was. Interrogate me if he, right. if he gets murdered. If you because if you killed him and immediately it's I'm just saying it's very dangerous for him to campaign in California because we're close enough to the Mexican border to where if you killed him and got to Mexico that day and we're like I did it. A lot of people would be willing to hide you. Mexico, Texas, Louis. There's like a few states yeah. where he would be close enough. Close enough. Arizona, New Mexico. I mean, yep. and you could kind of just cruise around being like, I'm the one who did it. And they'd be like, hey, welcome to our home. Enjoy our basement. Right, right. And you just have to pay people off. Here's 10 grand. Here's 10 grand. I have $60 million coming in. He would be fun to torture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Trump. he would be. He you know what be. I mean? Just have him in a chair and like a like. I picture like one of those basements with just like one swinging light bulb. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Have and him handcuffed of, to a chair instead of like loud music. You would just like use hair clippers. You just turn those on and then getting closer and closer with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like you, you start could torture him with just logic. Cut parts of his hair away. Make him say stupid th- like things in the videos, like cameras, like how he loves Mexicans and all this stuff, yeah, and yeah. just slowly release those tapes. I wonder if you could be like, you can be president if you shave your head. Like if like that would be like that's the bag of bets for him. Like yeah, go like like shave your head. Let us see your real head, and we. By the way, you get it tomorrow. You start tomorrow. Let us see your real head. He would do it. You think? Yeah, I think anybody would. Doesn't he realize that that hair is one of the biggest things holding him back? Because it makes him. Look I think so it's silly. more his mouth and the things that come out of it. It's all to me together. Like the, it, it makes him look so inherently silly. And like you, you're just saying you tell it like it is with that thing on your. I head? still don't think that this is real though. Like I no, still like not. every time I see him on the news. But doesn't that scare and he's you? And that some like, you know, like. And he's in Iowa, and there's 4,000 people at some rally, mm-hmm. and he's yapping about you know get Mexicans out of my country and all this bullshit. I watch it and I'm like, people can't think this is real. Yeah. Doesn't that, that doesn't are these doesn't people there to hear his issues? Or are they there to go like, I saw Donald Trump? I get worried that we're going to be like this. This it's this is bullshit. Right up until it's not. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it worries me that like that, that he's that, been in it longer than he ever has. He's done. He's doing better than he ever has. But that's not how, like, the he still would have to get, in, like, the party nomination. Yeah, I mean, it's it very happen. hard. The the thing that he hasn't done, he hasn't gone through actual... Pri- the one thing I doubt he has is uh, actual primary apparatus. Like, the actual... Pe- and, but the thing is, he has a ton of money to hire those people. But yes. a lot of that stuff is sewn up kind of early, like precinct captains and things like that. But I just... I wonder. He's done... You know, every time they're like, yeah... No, I mean, I can't tell you it's... Been, even two, three months ago, they were like, yeah, he's on the... It's waning. Like, you, I would see stuff on, like, Huffington Post all the time. Like, Trump's, it's going away. And then it just doesn't. But when you look at it, like, 
day to day and you keep reading all these things, it become it feels more real. But it like does. three months is a long time. And yeah. that's like a long time for other candidates to drop out and others to gain traction and steam and then have more of the party backing them. You'll just see more of them and less of Trump. And then they'll eventually just get sidelined. Like a month ago, people were like listening to all the you know things Ted Cruz and all these other guys were saying. And they yeah. were like, I can't believe this guy's running. You're like, it's the first debate. And yeah. we're like, you know, a year and however out from from the camp, from the actual general election. It's like, don't pay attention to it. I feel like the people that go to see Trump at like these like, you know, these like rallies or whatever. And you go and there's like, you know, four or five thousand people. Uh-huh. I feel like they, they go for the same reason that like. People went to go see Charlie Sheen do stand-up after he lost his mind. Yeah. They're not yeah. there for the content. They're there to say, I went, I saw this lunatic, and I was there. Well, yeah, it's, he's like a reality star. As far, if like, Literally is, yeah. yeah. There's like, Hillary Clinton would be a real politician, and t- Donald Trump is like the reality star version. There's yeah. no other candidate where you're going to go, or very few. You, ben Carson says wacky stuff. But you're not going to go to most of the other candidates' rallies and hope to see something ridiculous come out of their mouth. Well, with him, yeah. you're like, no, I could it's say a guarantee. I, I could say I was at the Trump rally where he finally dropped the end bomb. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I was there. It was fucking nuts, dude. Yeah, he did it. It's gonna happen. You got, or mean, somebody's gonna get him saying some shit, like secretly record him saying some stuff when it gets a little closer. Like someone's gonna wear a wire. Someone and may, release may him. already have that now, and you know they're just waiting be to worth? drop it. I oh, think yeah. if money that be worth, it, it, it would be it would be out because it's worth ten million dollars. <laughs> Hearing him say like, "Oh, these stupid spicks" or something yeah, like yeah. that, and like, uh, "Got if it." If you had a really incriminating thing on him, you're so, worth so much money. Yeah. So then you then money. you're in like a, a negotiation between Trump. How much is this worth to you? Because here is how much TMZ is going to pay. He's me. definitely gotten better at being or careful. Yes, or whatever. Yeah. Just even the even the way he reacted to the Paris attacks, you're like, oh, you're being more careful. He's just being more careful. He's gotten better at it. Yeah, either his advi- he has new advisors or he hasn't advi- advisors that are like, if you want this to actually go any further, yeah. start paying attention and being a little more selective with your words. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is going to happen with like concert security in America after these attacks now? Because in Europe, it's like they're yeah. stepping it up I everywhere. You're going to have to get there earlier. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm never going to go see Queens of the Stone Age. That's for sure. Eagles of Death Metal. Or Eagles of Death Metal. <laughs> that's who it was. Yeah. Either one of them, man. Any, 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 yeah. any, any, of, the, any of those bands. Uh, I think it'll be getting there. I think you're going to have to get there way earlier. It'll be like the airport. And take off your shoes and jacket. Yeah. And stuff check. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like... It's going to be a thing. Like big jackets. And you're going to like... You kind of think like, I don't want to wear... like. Something that'll make me get searched longer. I'm just going in a bikini. Yeah. That's it. I think this takes a lot of heat off of like, who cares if you have a joint? Yeah. You know what uh, I mean? You can literally secure the guard. Here, hold this joint while I fucking prove there's yeah, no prove bombs I don't on have me. a grenade or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be hard to like ramp up. So like all, all the venues are owned by like three companies anyway. So yeah. all they have to do is like, okay, hire 50,000 more security guards yeah. and then pad everyone down a little longer. I, th- being a, being I think security guards going to be being like an Uber driver where you kind of know every. It's going to be like a cater waiter where you can just get work doing security yeah. checks. Probably. Yeah. Probably. i tell you what I wouldn't want to go through is the security. I would not want a Super Bowl ticket. Oh, wow, yeah. Not because I'm afraid of a bomb going off, because I don't want it to take me three and a half hours to get to my seat. Yeah. 
you know oh, uh, God, I, if was i was a terrorist that and i wanted to to make a, a a statement in america like you know a big fucking thing like that super bowl or academy awards yeah right because everybody's watching yeah you know if you want to strike fear into you know like american men and 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 children and all that bomb the super bowl if you want to terrify gay men and women Bomb the fucking Academy Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Do both of them, and you got us crippled in fear. Yeah, right. You yeah. know, or I mean, imagine going—you you got tickets to a sporting event and didn't realize that like it was one of the ones like the president decided to go to, and you wouldn't even get—you'd probably get there and like it's gonna be a while. Like you get in by like the second quarter because it would just Ugh. take that much long. Because that's what the the guys who went to the stadium—they were you know trying to get in. The president was there. That was the big goal. Mm-hmm. So. Anything like that, where there's just anything extra fancy about a event, there it's going to be like when you buy your ticket. I bet you, you know, you buy your tickets online. You're going to get an email like, "Allow this much time." Yeah, get there. The Super Bowl is Sunday. Yeah, instead get of there Friday night, <laughs> yeah, the time you would normally tailgate. You're Show going up to. naked with your hands in the air. Yeah, here's right. what you shouldn't bring. Like, don't like unless you need a backpack. Like for real, don't bring it. And prices will go up more. I bet. Can you imagine yeah. paying three grand for a Super Bowl ticket, which is probably fifteen hundred to three grand is probably the, what it goes for. Mm-hmm. And you know they don't even have that many tickets because they they give so many away and so many go to so many things. Really? Uh huh. But imagine if you had like fifteen hundred bucks or three thousand dollars for a Super Bowl, you get to go to the Super Bowl, which I think is in San Francisco this year, uh, and you miss ten minutes of the game because yeah. you're dicking with security. Yeah. Can you imagine how mad you would be? You'd be really bummed. I'd be like, uh, yeah, you owe me $800, <laughs> yeah. NFL. I'd yeah. get there. I mean, I'd camp out overnight and just be in the first in line. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm not I missing a Super Bowl second. tickets, I'd go there super early anyways just to like walk around. I love walking around stadiums. Me too. Yeah. Like if I have Dodger tickets and I can get there really early, I like getting there really, really early and just like cruising around the stadium. Have you been yeah. to a lot of stadiums? No. Uh, I've been to what? I mean, in, in all sport. I mean, not just football, but in all. No, I've never been to a football game. Really? Uh, I've never. I've been to a UCLA game. I've never been to a professional football game. I've been mm-hmm. to Dodger Stadium, Wrigley, uh, the White Sox. Stadium. Wrigley's the best. Yeah, you got to Wrigley's remember we're from here, and we haven't had a football team in like twenty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Fire I mean, I've been stadium. to a lot of like just around just different cities. You know, if I'm in that town and there's a game, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try to fucking Where go to a game. Seen a game, Detroit. Yeah, I've never seen an NFL game. When I think about, it. I've seen. Yeah. NBA and Major League Baseball games live. Yeah. And those are fun. Yeah. I would love to go to a football game. Blast. I loved Pirate Stadium. That place was cool. Yeah. And I, when I went... Three the, Rivers? Yeah, the Pirates were so bad. I went up and I had per diem because I was working there and I was like, I'm going to get rad seats. Like You got there early enough and they're like, hey, you're going to be starting pitching today. You're <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, we hey, need you. I want <laughs> yeah. on the field, like right up against their record. Sweet, 25 bucks. Like it was not an, an in-demand ticket. There was barely anybody at the game. I just moved around the stadium to be in the shade. Did you like Wrigley Field? Oh, dude. It's the Although best. Although that net, I sat it's really close. the best. They need really? a bigger net. Like yeah. there's that part, like I had fields like right at the field, and I, but I was just past the net. I was like, um... A foul ball could legitimately kill me. Uh huh. Those seasoned fries, though, delicious. Yeah. No, Wrigley. All the Wrigley is stunning. I want to go. I haven't been to that one. It's the best. It's so cool because you're just walking around like a really nice gentrified neighborhood, and then you take a right turn and you're like, oh wow, there's a baseball stadium in Mm -hmm. the middle of this neighborhood. It just feels small. I drove by it once. I've been to a couple games. They call it the world's biggest singles bar. 
Yeah. That's funny. And like yeah. I've been to many. I mean, I've probably been to more Cubs games than any other any other like teams thing, just because I grew up in that area. You're wearing a hat. And there's that's so. It. Oh yeah, I'm wearing a yeah. Cubs hat. There is many a times I have left that stadium hammered as fuck, and I know that surprises both of you, yeah. but. No clue who won the game. <laughs> like me and my buddies would be at a bar and we'd be like, w- "Did we win or did we lose?" And I've also been to a bar. Uh, Harry Carey says has a bar right across the street, and it used to be really, really popular when he, when he was alive. It wasn't as touristy as it's become, even though it was still touristy. And walking into that bar where everybody in the bar is chanting, "We're number four. <laughs> That's how s- not seriously that team. It's like literally, we're here to get drunk. There's a baseball game that is also going on. Yeah, but it's not the priority. Chicago's the best. It's really so is. fun there. Fuck, dude. I love that place. It's so fun. Wrigleyville's great. I saw yeah. the arcade fire in Chicago last year. <coughs> oh yeah, you and Ari saw yeah, that, right? At where the, was that at? Whatever. United Center. The, what is it? United Center. United Center. Yeah. Yeah, where the Bulls and uh, Blackhawks. Yeah, play. yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a cool, a cool arena. <clears throat> but, but that was one where we got there early too, and we walked around. I saw. Like I've been the to a whole couple deal. Blackhawks games. Me too. The, the, the national anthem at Blackhawks games is pretty spectacular. They take it very seriously. Everyone stands time. and you applaud the whole time, and 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 you cheer your ass off. And they usually get like an army, like a military style singer to do it, mm-hmm. and it's very aggressive and patriotic. And afterwards, you're like, "Hand me a gun, let's go do this." That right. United Center is like it's kind of like the um, Staples Center in a way. I mean, it's very modern and new and. It's smaller, I feel like. But it used to be, like, right across the street was Chicago Stadium, which was very Forum-esque. Okay, yeah. Where it's, like, a, just a big circle, and you feel like you're more in a gym than at a, you know, like a modern sort of thing. And yeah. they just wrecking-balled that and then built the United Center. United Center's the nice. I liked mm-hmm. it there. Mm-hmm. We, we, like, we got there really early, like, before anything started. We just kind of walked around the entire place, and it was cool. It was like one of those arenas that... that sits a little lower so it doesn't feel like like the forum it's like cavernous it feels like yep. you know like a villain's gonna hide like a spaceship there you know yeah like yeah, to, yeah yeah to, to <laughs> secretly store it you know mm-hmm. um but uh but i liked united center it was cool and arcade fire was great they they used the uh the entire floor you know it was one of those shows where they performed end stage but they had a stage in the middle that they would use to like appear out of so they'd go underneath and then like come out in the middle and they'd have like you know people dancing or whatever and so arcade fire is the male and female singers and uh there's a couple songs where they kind of sing to each other and then the guy win was on one side and then regina was on the other and they were like singing at each other and you're like in the middle like looking you know back and forth it was really well done the way they did it was awesome a buddy of mine uh was going to school in in michigan this is a long time ago not a super long time ago, but and Arcade Fire, just, like their like first album hadn't even come out yet, uh-huh. you know, and they were touring and they w- did his like little like art school in, in in Michigan, and they played this like town and he was like he was like you know there's like maybe thousand people at this thing, yeah, and then he was hanging out with them and That's there's how like many people are in seventy people fire. in Arcade Fire exactly, yeah. <laughs> and they were like in the midst of figuring out what hotel they were going to all stay at, yeah, and they couldn't and my buddy's like. You can come stay back at our dorm. And they're like, really? They're like, yeah. And all of them were like in different rooms, That's like so sleeping funny. with different, you know, everybody had like one person in the band That's on their great. dorm floor. That's hilarious. <laughs> and there really are like eight or nine of them. There's a like lot of people in that band. Two years later, they're like super, you know, their first album came out and it was wow. like they hit the ground running with that shit. One of my shows for favorite was 
that was in the running for favorite one what is Chicago, is a, a show I went to in Chicago. Which was? Strokes at the Metro. Ooh, right. Where's the Met? What's the Metro? It's uh, a small venue. It's probably the size of the the Palace. Yeah, yeah, What's maybe. What's the Palace called now? The Palace. Or where we saw where we saw Jake Oh, the Palladium, Bug. you mean? The, uh, no. no. That's no, where no, we no. saw it's Jake Bug. Smaller than that. It, Metro's small. Metro's like kind of like Maybe like um, Fonda sized or, or yeah, that's oh, what Fonda is like. where we saw Jake. Bob. Okay, what did yeah. I say? Yeah. I said Palladium. You said Palladium. Okay, the fa- it's about the size of the Fonda uh, or Music Box now. I guess they and call it. Uh, they call it, I think it's both. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's always the Fonda at the Music Box. I'll always call it the Fonda. They have like both sides. So- I don't know what they're doing with that place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like as far as names go. But yeah, that it was it, the the record had just the first record had just come out. And uh, so there were, and Chicago is a very serious music city. Very, very. So it was so. almost like everyone was there to see what the big deal was. But there was a lot of young kids there, like teenage, like seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. And is when Strokes just kind of first album, just, just first album when yeah. the hype was like. Ridiculous. That was my favorite album of theirs. Yeah, the hype was ridiculous. Like every, you know, they were on the cover of Rolling Stone. Every music magazine was freaking out. It was like the return of rock. That All was kind that of their, 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 the boulder on their shoulder was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. rock is punky cool again now. It's yeah, not it was so, just like yeah. New York rock. It, they were calling it Rebel Rock. It was back. And the moldy peaches opened. They were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> they were like infuriating. But then the strokes came out. <laughs> Why were they infuriating? Like, the what? songs were just like annoying and cute. And then like their banter in between was annoying. Like, hey, you guys want to go somewhere and shit in some condoms? You'd be like, okay. Yeah. And it just wasn't good. The songs were <laughs> crappy. What a visual. Yeah, you're like, oh my <laughs> yeah. God, you guys are so weird. But this sucks. And then <laughs> right. the strokes took a really long time to come out. But then they did and they just blew the doors off the place and, and that's was, a cool small venue yeah too. and and it was like every you know the album because all they did was play the album in order and then leave the stage but it was like there was like steam coming off of the crowd and i'm at one point they go they play last night and during the guitar solo someone throws a cubs hat on stage and albert hammond catches it in midair and just puts it on his head. And then everyone started, like, stabbing each other. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so happy. I don't know what else to do. And like, then the roof blew open it. like yeah. a fucking... They throw a yeah. hat. He catches it, puts it on his head right before he plays yeah. the guitar solo in last night. And, I mean, teenagers were fainting. Yeah, it was that was, like, like, the first night of, like, sh- recorded cases of spontaneous human <laughs> yeah, combustion. Yeah. <laughs> People just caught fire and blew and it up. Was, it was one of those moments where I was a little... I was a lot older than... I think I was probably 25 or something and you were 10 years older than everybody in the crowd and i remember looking at the crowd and being and you could see kids deciding to grow their hair longer and wear tighter jeans yeah and it was just like you first of all the first i realized watching them i was like oh it's it's rock and roll you can dance to and talk to girls around yeah yeah. more importantly rock and roll girls can dance to yeah because if was girls are dancing now, you now you can sidle up. Yeah, exactly. Which in, in up until that point, there wasn't a lot of that, and so uh, it was fun. You were at something that was felt fun, mm-hmm. and, it, and they just destroyed that place. And I went with my friend James, who was you know he liked them. We both liked them, but I liked them way more. And he was a little like, ah, I don't get it. And he was like, that was fucking crazy. Yeah. It was so good. It was just fucking great. It was like a rock and roll. You felt like it was like. 
the seventies, you know, because I, I mean, at my age, I'm I feel like I missed out on a lot of big musical movements. But I was like, this is like probably which not, ones? you know, like the late seventies punk scene. Oh, you mean or, back before you? Yeah, before I, like, oh, okay, like, okay. you right, know, right. legitimate punk when it was happening, the things when they were happening. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, you know, I'm sure this wasn't as crazy as seeing like the Velvet Underground, but this was pretty close to being as this was great. And yep. it felt like like it was happening at that moment. They just came out. It was a new band, and everyone was fucking excited. Yeah. It might not even feel great now, though, but like in another 15, 20 years, you're going to be talking to some kid who's going to be like, you saw The Strokes before their first album came out? Yeah. And that, to that kid, will feel like how you would feel about some Velvet Underground story by someone who's 50 right now. Yeah, 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 totally. It takes a while for it to register as like a cultural shift you know because like people who saw nirvana's unplugged it wasn't really probably cool even in 97 98 99 but like right now it's becoming one of those things where like i'm like fuck man i wish i was at that no shit you know and in another 15 years you're like that's one of those rare concert experiences you hear about those shows i I remember in sacramento i worked with the guys like my first show i ever went to was uh op ivy black religion black flag you're like which is like crazy right now start over back up yeah (laughs) if if you heard that story in 1997 you would have been like cool show yeah but now you're like you did what fuck give me your (laughs) eyeballs and your brain i know i know (laughs) i gotta eat them people would be like i can't even believe that all collectively was a show yeah how did they even like, do that. Autonomously, that's like, a good it was, show. Sure, it, was like, yeah. it was in a gym. You're like, dude, seriously. Yeah, yeah. That's why I yeah, used sometimes to hear- venues make a show. Yeah, you know, you could see a great band at like, you know, uh, at like, uh, uh, what's the fucking place in Pasadena, the Rose Bowl, yeah. and be like, yeah, it was cool, but Jesus, a hundred thousand people, everybody looked this big. Yeah, I, I feel that way about the Hollywood Bowl. Like, if it's Hollywood Bowl, and I'm like way the fuck back, and like almost yeah. by the woods. I'm like, I can hear people talking as much as I can hear the thing. Yeah. Everybody's this big. Right. You know. That's why I like the Greek theater better than the ball. Because it's outdoors. Night and day. Yeah. Absolutely. My, and you know what else is good is the Ford. I haven't been there. Really? Yeah. That's a fir- the first place in L.A. I saw Wilco. I, I, saw, I saw Beck at the Ford. That's cool. It was, tr- it was during the day. It was a K-Rock contest thing. Uh-huh. He fucking destroyed. It was 100 degrees. He wore a silver jumpsuit and just... Yeah. Lit the place on fire. It was so good. That's cool. I saw Beck at um, the Red Lion in really? Silver Lake. Yeah, no, fucking wow. Just like he was just pl- like for like there was a rumor that he was going there all the time and just playing. He used to do that way early. Early. Like, this on. is two thousand two. Yeah, you know this is a while. Maybe even a little after that. Long time ago though. Ten years ago, easily ten years ago. And uh, I used to go there all the time. And, uh, and, but I, uh, oh, oh man, you just missed last night. I'm like, God, I fucking missed it again. And yeah. then one night there he is and he's just sitting there like a, like a, like a, one of those shitty piano players in the corner. Yeah. Wow. You know, like it, I mean, there was less than 40 people in the room. That's insane. And he was just like playing piano and just singing. Didn't play guitar. Didn't have it. The only thing that was plugged in was the mic. That's insane. And you're like, holy shit. And then it, then it got cool to kind of just like. Not be all about Beck, and you're just sitting there drinking and hanging with your friends, and like not even really. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, yeah, man, that's a guy playing music for us. It just happens to be Beck. It's funny we were talking about like uh, coming up with like two of our favorites and two of our least favorite. Like I've had a hell of a time doing it. I can't come up with two of like two I hated. Me, I, I can. I can only call one that I hated. I know one for sure. 
yeah, I, I mean, I know one that I didn't like, but it wasn't. It was only for one reason that I built into this huge thing. Like, but it wasn't something like nothing terrible happened, or like the band was so awful, or they walked off stage, or you know, I've never had one of those. Uh, I saw a band that was so bad, and I literally, <laughs> they're really catchy, poppy. I didn't go to see them because it was one of those like, um, like K Rock Acoustic Christmas, one of those yeah, kind of yeah. things, and it was like one of those. And when you go to those, um. Uh, uh, to anybody listening that doesn't that isn't familiar with the Los Angeles area, they would always put these cr- big shows on like right before Christmas, yeah. and it would be like eight good bands. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know, you usually would go there like, oh, I really want to see. Now at that point in time, it was my interest in this. What got my money was this was my first time seeing the Shins, okay. and it was ah. their second album, and I'd never seen the Shins, and I absolutely loved even to this day. I still, I love all their all of their their whole discography, but their first two albums I loved. Yeah, and those are two albums that like earmark things in my life. Sure, like yeah. I can listen to those two albums and and I'm like time warp. I know what apartment yeah. I'm in. I know uh-huh. what girlfriend I have. I know yeah. what car I'm driving. I know everything. You know, yeah, what I, mean? I got a few. Of those I probably albums. have my actual comedy set list down from those right, right, right. <laughs> those times in my life. Um, so I went there to see that, and one of the other bands that was performing there is the arguably worst band I've ever seen live. Who? Third Eye Blind. Dude! My worst show, too. No way! I can't believe... Even to this day, if one of their songs pops on, and even if it was a song like back in the day where I was like, oh, yeah, this is a happy-go-lucky song, I'm like, change it. These guys suck so much cock. Yep. I was blown away at how awful they were. What happened? They just... He they can't sing. And not at all. I was just going to say, they don't sound anything like that live. Yeah. Oh, they, I thought of one that I don't like. They when don't you, sound when you said that. anything okay, like that live. Okay. They sound like... And, and then it just makes me go like, who produced this album? Yeah. Who, whoever genius. produced this album is a goddamn genius yeah. and can make anybody sound good. Yeah. yeah. They sounded horrible. Yeah. And that wow. was an album, their first album. I don't even know if they have a second album. They've released a bunch. They released one this year. Is that true? Yeah. Oh, awful. <laughs> their first album, there was probably four or five tracks on there that Huge were like, oh, not yeah, bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, that's not bad. Absolutely awful. And by the third song, I'm looking at my buddy and I'm like, is this, am I, going, am I having a stroke right now? Yeah. <laughs> or, or uh, you know, uh, is this the worst shit you've ever heard? Wow. By the fourth song, people are booing. Yeah. No and way. And they just scrap it on the fifth song. Yeah. Wow. So I, did he look like he was like fucked up? No. Drunk? Nope. Not at all. He, can't. he just, just is bad. And I'm talking about they're missing chords. I'm talking about the guys can't play that good. The drummer was really good. The band, when I saw... Uh, Where did you see him? Eve Six opened for him at the Universal Amphitheater. Uh-huh. So I went to that show. And that's where I was, too. Universal Amphitheater. That's where they had the the Christmas thing. Correct, yeah. yeah. So this was uh, just a dedicated Eve Six... $18 a beer as well, and that's another right. reason I was pissed. That's upsetting. Right. So I went to go see Eve Six play at a huge venue, because I think that at that point it was like the biggest venue they'd played. And it was, you know, for us, it was like the craziest. Because everyone... A lot of people actually showed up for to see Eve Six, too. So it was full while they were playing, which for an opener is pretty rare. And so we were like blown. It was like the coolest. We're all freaking out. Third Eye Blind comes up. We're like, oh, okay, cool. He he just couldn't hold a note. Weird. I mean, to like his voice was cracking. It sounded like it was off. Yep. The next day, 
I'm listening to K Rock and the DJ, whoever he was at the time, was like Jed the Fish. Some no, it wasn't Jed the Fish. It was someone else younger. He goes, Yeah, I went to the Eve Six Third Eye Blind show last night. Eve Six was great. That the guy from Third Eye Blind needs to take a f- singing lesson. Like, really? Like busted him on the air. He was like, he was horrible. That's so funny that our first ones are the same. He has like line. a legitimate speech impediment. Like it's he, like Josh Martin singing. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really is. This is our next song. Yeah, it's yeah. just like and and he couldn't hold. He couldn't hit or hold any notes. Wow. So the songs just sounded. They just sounded legitimately bad. I've never heard that. Like you think. I mean, because they've toured. You think like that yeah. would be a widely known thing. Like, have oh, you ever heard anybody say, "I saw them and they were good"? I've never heard anyone say I saw them. That's it's true. It's been so long. Right, right, right. But you right. think they would have built a reputation for? Because there's certain artists that have reputations for being like really unpredictable live or really bad yeah. or like moody. Cat Power. Cat Power's one. Uh, the Black Lips were, used to be known for being like insane, and they would like get kicked out of venues and light shit on fire. Like bands develop reputations. You think they would? Yeah, Guns N' Roses awful. is notorious for sure, yeah. uh, you either sounding the, like shit later or just uh-huh. saying, fuck you, we're out of here. That song, yeah. How's It Gonna Be, the Third Eye Blind one, oh, yeah. when he gets to the part where he's like, would you don't know me, he can't hold it. He's like, what you don't know me. Ever. Like, it's just not dude. even words. Dude, oh, it's awful. You're, and, you like, know, I want to like, YouTube their live Maybe he got better or I, whatever, I, but like, dude, it was bad. <laughs> Wow. I mean, it was bad. And I was kind of like, man, this is going to be a good, you know, it was like, I, I wish I could remember who was all on that show, but it was, um, it was them. It was, who's the like, uh, uh, then it Spanish been like guitar playing guy and girl. Carlos Santana. Oh no. Rodrigo. Yep, yep. Yep. And yeah. that's what I never even heard of them. That was like, they're their, unbelievable. Amazing. Yeah. That was like their coming out party. They were like the first you know, they like oops, opened it up. Like no yeah. one had even heard of them, really. I saw them fucking at Coachella. Like they the f- slowly blew up each year, each year. Yeah. And I've always in my mind been like, oh man, good for them because they were yeah. awesome when I saw the them. The first like, year they had like a big, like the, a big buzz. They were playing at Coachella, and I because it, it's just a guy and a girl on guitar. There's no lyrics. They're just instrumental. But oh, they're wow. fantastic like guitarists. Spanish guitar mixed yeah. with like kind of rock. They cover acoustics. like Pink Floyd songs Ooh. and like unbelievable. Yeah, you got to get she's their first sexy. album. It's okay. great. Yeah. So I was sitting side stage on the stage, like five, like what well, for the listeners you can't hear, it, but like as far as you and I are sitting from yeah. each other right now, six feet apart. Yeah, and there, and you can just see how close, you know, like. I mean, you're sitting so close, sorry, to like them playing these guitars, and you're just like, you get transfixed on them, and you're just like, how are they fucking doing it? It's, it's Spanish, literally like they have 10 fingers on each hand. Yeah. Real legit hand. Spanish guitar players are wizards. Yeah. Like, that, when you that, see someone ripping a Spanish guitar, you're like, whoa, dude, relax. Yeah. <laughs> Let alone two of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? That coordinated shit, you're like, all right, you win. Yeah, they're impressive. Yeah, you win. <laughs> yeah. The best I mean, they were getting like huge reactions from from the crowd and they weren't even saying a word which That's is like how impressive the guitar playing good was. instrumental it always like takes a minute when you start people like oh they don't really sing and then after a while if they're good people are like alright this is the shit yeah because you're like you people just shred so hard mm-hmm. yeah and a good like that's how I mean that's how rare it is for like there to be like an exceptionally good uh musician on stage with most bands because like there's a lot of times like the band is just like the band but certain bands have like a standout person who's kind of just as famous you know yeah as yep. the band itself or whatever yep. um and they'll like they'll stand out or like they'll be like the most famous person because of how good they are at that instrument and they're not even like the lead singer or something like right. that you know what i mean like Flea. when i what he's like that what yeah 
no, John Frusciante is the one. Flea's also, you know, considered a great bass player. Yeah, but his personality is more why he's, he's yeah, like he's wacky. a thing. John Frusciante doesn't ever say a word. Yeah. But he is like the reason you go see the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Like he's such an amazing guitarist. Yeah, 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 yeah. He put out this fucking album. Well, he's put out a ton of solo albums. And just recently he said he's he's not going to anymore. Because he's like, no one buys them. I don't see the point. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know. I just make all this work and no one really like notices it or whatever. But he put out an instrumental only album with the guitarist of the Mars Volta. Mm-hmm. Who's now an anti-mask with the singer of the Mars Volta. So they... And he's a great guitarist too, Omar. So they put out this album that's just instrumental, seven tracks, and it's fucking mind blowing. It's really? so cool. It's so cool, dude. Oh. And it's impossible to find. It's uh. not on iTunes. It's not on Spotify. I had to really, really hunt for it. The, and the way I discovered it was I went to a record store, and I'm walking around looking for like you know whatever. And I talked to the guy. I'm like, do you have any like rare you know Tool, Mars Volta things that you can't find? And he goes, no, but I have that. And he points. I'm like, well, I didn't, hadn't even. If heard it's of on it. the wall, you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the rule with record shows. Yeah, that, no. There's that thing in that frame yeah. that has a padlock on it. Yeah. Like, Damn it. Yeah. There's a security guard guarding it with a gun and a Rottweiler. <laughs> like I'm one like, of those geez. one of those English guards with the hats that just <laughs> yeah. doesn't ever talk. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just like lasers crisscrossing the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'm yeah. like, so is that expensive? You got to rappel <laughs> down and uh, yeah. get it. You have to turn a key with him at the same <laughs> yeah. time. So anyway, it was rare. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like, uh, what the hell even is that? He's like, oh, John Frusciante and Omar from the Mars Volta made it. And, and it was wax on wax? Yeah. Oh, boy. So it's like, th- this was, it was the second, there were two pressings, very limited run. It's next to impossible to find. So I'm like, well, wh- I mean, can I find it online? He's like, good luck. It's not on iTunes. You can't buy it anywhere. And he's like, it's 50 bucks. And I promise you, you will love it. He's like, I have a copy and I listen to it all the time. He's like, I'm, I promise you, you'll love it. I'm like, you know what? And I'd never spent that much money on a record. And I was to, like, to, to, to date, that's the most money you spent on a record. The podcast didn't end. He's thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because I'm, that was I'm a normal amount of silence. I'm doing. I'm subtracting the amount of because I had like gift cards for uh, at Amoeba, and I bought a record that was worth more. But with the gift cards, it brought it way down. So I was trying to do the math. In my oh, head. I got you. But it's probably maybe the second most. But there was another record, the second Mars Volta album. It was a first pressing, an original. That went for a hundred and ten dollars, and but I had all these gift cards, so I put it down and it dropped it to like probably seventy or something. Wow. But it's like online, it's worth twice as much. So it's like I buy it and then it, I, tomorrow I could sell it and make my money back t- twofold. You know, so same with that one. I was like, well, it's fifty bucks, and I'm like, if it's that rare, and I bought it, and then all of the, all the ones online are are worth way more. I don't know why I sold it for that little. Maybe you just didn't know, yeah. but. Point being, it was like this fucking... It's an amazing... I listen to it all the time. It's so fucking good. Um, but yeah, guys like that live, when you see those dudes... Like sometimes you go to a concert because you're like, yeah, I like the band, but I want to see what this drummer, this guitarist does yeah. live, you know? Because they could... Like uh, Nels Klein, the the Wilco guitarist. My favorite drum... Uh, dude. Uh, favorite, one of my favorite guitar players. Yeah. And him, how he got in that band where he was just like... We're, we're, quit music and was working and work at a bank. Yeah, he's like, I'm done. 
and then they need a new guitarist yep. and they're auditioning people and they're like oh this guy's amazing yep. yeah next thing you know he puts in his two weeks at the bank and now he's touring with a fucking awesome rock band for the yeah, last yeah, 10 yeah. years no shit it's unreal my favorite part about tool shows is when the opener's done and they're setting up uh tool stuff when they unveil the not like an unveiling like it's the name but they're just setting shit up and they take the tarp off the drum kit that gets an applause break <laughs> that's so badass yeah. that's like that's how good yeah. a guy can be at an instrument that no one that there's no just stage lights instruments. on instruments yeah they just like and, and the guys aren't paying attention they're just like alright make sure that's plugged in oh just take this thing off the drum kit and they just and you hear people go what yeah. you know and nothing's even happened yet the lights they, aren't even on the stage they remembered the drums yeah, yeah. <laughs> they just associate because they're like I can't wait to watch Danny Carey drum yeah that just seeing the drum kit they're like oh, it's yeah it's yeah. about to happen what were you saying about uh, Nels Klein uh, oh, he's another guy where you're like, it like Impossible Germany sounds so good on the album mm-hmm. that you're like, I can't wait to just see, feel this live. To me, that's and then the, how he's going to improvise. That's the deal breaker for me. It's like if something sounds, and I tell you what, and that's that's why I really I walked away from that one concert with two things. One, I couldn't believe how bad Third Eye Blind was. <laughs> now, I didn't go there to see them. But I wasn't upset that they were on the venue because I'm like, man, if they're coming out and, well, you know, those kind of super shows, everyone does like eight songs, 10 yeah. songs. And then the headliner will do, you know, 12 to 15 or whatever, whoever the, you know, the big fucking headliner is. And I walked away from that like these guys sounded so terrible. And all it really was was like poppy music. Uh-huh. But I went to see the Shin specifically because I'm like, they have, he has such a unique voice and they have such a unique kind of sound. Yeah. Then I'm like, I don't know how they can replicate this live. And they sound exactly like that live. Like, they sound incredible live. That's funny. I saw them once in San Diego, and they they rocked out more than they do on the albums. Yeah. Which I, I like, though, because I'm not a huge Shins guy. Mm-hmm. And maybe I missed the boat. I just didn't, like, jump on <laughs> board. That's one funny. Of, uh, sh- that's one of their songs. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's a Modest Mouse song. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. true. But he does sing He's on that. On, yeah, he sings, yeah, he sings on, on that. So I saw him live, and I was like... I'm like, and it was a rock festival, and I was like, oh, this might be like a, you know, bummer. A snoozer, or right. And then I was like, these guys fucking are killing it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it got me a little bit more into them. Yeah. They probably had to, too. They're probably like, man, we can't do our fucking, like, yeah. slower shit here. Yeah, otherwise. At a day, like a daytime music festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but one of my worst ones was uh, in San Diego. Might have been the same year at that festival. The Killers couldn't have been a bigger band. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have been. I saw them and I I didn't think they were bad when I saw them. I saw them. What year did you see them? Oh shit, two thousand and eight, nine. I might have seen them maybe a year before, two years, somewhere around there. But they were playing the street scene in San Diego, which is now a defunct festival, uh, and they were. It was during that Sam's Town album, I think. So their stage show just got crazy huge and. All this stuff, and uh, and everyone's excited. And their first album had like ten songs, and nine of them were hits. Absolutely, you know, it was yeah. one of those. That's so true. I'm like, this is going to be cool. And then they had all this like crazy theatrical shit. But like Brandon Flowers as a live performer was so fucking boring that it like halfway through their set, I was like mad. That's a good looking dude. Right. Yeah, but it's like do something. 
He stood there like he was a cardboard cutout of really? Brandon Flowers. That's crazy. I'm like, move around. Do something. Sing a little. I mean, maybe it was an off night, but a couple years later, I saw him at another festival, and they were better, but like not by a lot. Really? Yeah. That Which annoys me. It's like, you're going to go watch a band. It's like, have a live show. Is that the worst that you've like paid to go see, and you were kind of like, man, that, that's fucking sucked? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I can't think of a, a concert that I've like gone to where I was like, "Fuck these guys! They fucking are so bad! I want my money back, or I'll never see them again." I I don't have many of those mm-hmm. that I can even like think of. One of the shows, I, I mean, it was a bummer. Was a built to spill show? Oh no way! Because he was sick, and it was an all cover show, and there there were covers I barely knew, but like covers of whatever you want to cover. It was just cover, yeah, songs I'd never heard. He was like, this is by this person. If you're going to do covers, don't get obscure and random. It defeats all purpose of a cover. Everyone was sort of bummed, but they turned it around because they closed with Freebird. Full version. Ooh, wow. And it, we were like, okay. But up until that point, it was not a very good show. But he was also sick. Right. And he was like, I'm sorry. This next one is a Willie Nelson B side. You're like, okay, <laughs> yeah. It's like play something. But, but the then point they started doing. Like, we all know the song. Yeah, they started doing Freebird, and after two minutes, we were like, oh shit, are you gonna do? Is this happening? And they did the full thing, and by the end, everyone it was the House of Blues, and everyone was on their feet. But it was not a good show. That's pretty cool, and I love that band so much. My second worst one is sad because I've seen this person before, really do well. And uh, uh, and uh, uh, I'm a big fan, um, but uh, I saw Elliot Smith, his last show, at the Fonda, and was dead two days later. Yeah. Whoa. And he was so me and Duncan Trussell, yeah, and my buddy Jay, and he was so yeah. fucked up that he did songs that he did two songs ago. Whoa, yeah. dude. He would start songs and stop in the middle and start like mumbling. He would forget lyrics. Jeez. And he, at least three times, he started songs over. Like he would get like a third of the way into the song and then, ah, fuck, fuck, I fucking always forget to, uh, fuck. I'm just going to start over. And then he would start the song over. And he just sat, kind of slumped over in a chair with a guitar the whole time. Wow. And probably did, I don't know, 50 minutes. But like only three songs. (laughs) Uh, Probably six. That's a bummer, man. He talked as much as he sang. Uh, Imagine doing that as a stand-up. He where was you're like, hey, I'm going to start this bit over. Like two minutes in, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucked up on. Uh, I assume heroin. He yeah. wasn't like you know on coke or meth or zinging. You know, he wasn't fucking Captain well, no, Energy. He, he would have done like 37 songs in 50 minutes. Absolutely, start yeah, a new yeah, band yeah. out of yeah. people in the crowd. <laughs> right. And I, you know that's that was the third time I'd seen him in, wow. in my life, and, and every time I saw him, just loved him. And this time, you're like, oh man, this. He ain't doing good. You know, you didn't think he was about to stab himself in the heart with a knife, but you thought this guy's about to go to rehab or this guy's about to overdose or yeah, something like that. That sucks. Another one I, I saw that I hated, but I didn't even stay because I knew I was going to hate it. And it was at a festival, so all I do was walk like 50 yards and I'm at another stage. But it was MGMT when they released their second album. 
and they were all like into fucking drugs now and all this shit, you know. And the first album was good. A lot of first good album was really good. Oh yeah, totally. And the second one, they were all like, "We're into fucking heroin now or whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna fucking suck." So it comes out and it's not that great. But I'm like, well, "I'm still gonna watch them." So I go over there, and they're a few minutes late to get started, and they're kind of like mumbling. And then he goes like. So, anyone out there fucked up on drugs? Oh, my God. And I was like, see you later. <laughs> oh, man. Who says that? <laughs> Just be fucked up on drugs yeah. and then play Jesus music. Christ. And I was like, I'm out of here. Uh, the only thing I would have absolutely have left, but the only thing I would have done <laughs> different than you is Boo the whole way yeah. out. <laughs> right. Well, I was so far in the back, it wouldn't have done anything. It's anything. just, it's not even about them hearing it. It's just about from my inside, so I know that I booed them. Right. It's like a right. 15, it's like a 15 year old kid who gets drunk for the first time. Totally I'm right. so messed up right yeah. now. I You're love totally beer. Totally right, dude. Yeah. That's exactly what that is. Ugh. That's really funny. <laughs> so lame. Um, best show? Radiohead at the Greek. I knew one of you fuckers was going to say Radiohead, man. Radiohead at the I Greek. Still, it's one of the bands I've never seen, and I'm Kid devastated Kid A record, Wait, 2001. What? I've never seen Radiohead. I'm saying that live into your podcast. <laughs> oh, man. And I feel very bad about it. Wait, I thought, what the I fuck? I have never seen Radiohead. The only, the closest I've ever been to seeing Radiohead was when they did, in like 2000, they did um, the uh, uh, Hollywood Bowl. I was in the woods. That's really okay. funny. That's the closest I've ever been. And about five, six songs in, he's like, um, this song's for everybody that's hiding up into the trees. Yeah. And then you hear this like, ah, yeah. like there's like 3,000. It sounded like, you know, like, yeah. a, a, like a war cry. From like the, wild, from the, wildlings? Yeah, yeah. And it was just me and my buddy Brian Jarvis are sitting up there in the wow. fucking woods. And like, Isn't that the, above the Greek, though? Is there woods above the bowl? Yeah, yeah. This what's above the wall. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I know there's woods. I didn't know there were like ones because I've done that. About I, I listened to James Brown above the Greek once. Really? Oh yeah. But yeah, my I, kid. It was a kid eight when kid eight came out. It was about probably about two thousand one. Yep. My accountant was that's, Radiohead's accountant at the time. Wow. So that's you son of a tickets. bitch. You son of a bitch. tickets were like $1,000. Yes. Virtually impossible to get. Yeah. And I tried to get tickets Oh yeah. the three times that I've known them to be in Los Angeles. All three times I tried to get tickets. Could not get them or they were way out of my you know, yeah, they price range. Yeah, two seconds. Yeah. And, and then uh, the closest I got was sneaking into the woods. I'd never right. seen them and it was borderline a religious experience. Everybody like, says that. Fucking... First of all, this was Kid A hadn't even been out that long, and mm-hmm. it was Kid A was so good, and but they were still doing like a lot of OK Computer songs. Oh, love it! They played everything I wanted to hear. The bends, you could have put bends. a gun at the back of my head and been like, "This is it." I'd be like, "Word, I'm yeah. good." Ugh. it was so fucking <laughs> good. It was cool that like it was me, my manager Stu Sobel, God rest in peace, my accountant. And <laughs> my manager's assistant. Your and accountant, it- Juice Obel. <laughs> and by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, he's man. actually he's incredibly <laughs> yeah. Jewish. Mark. Dude, <laughs> well, Mark. <laughs> but like the instant the concert started, it was like I was there by myself. Oh, I mean, yeah. I and that's a great thing. You I know? couldn't have been more excited to see yeah. anything in my entire life. A good show feels that way, where you're yeah. like, nothing else is here but me yeah. and you guys. Dude, mm-hmm. it was the best shit. It was the be- I haven't seen a show. I've seen Radiohead two more times since then. Ugh. Where at? Uh, the Bull. 
All three times were at the bowl? No, one, the first time uh, was the Greek. Greek. Oh, sorry, sorry. Greek and then two at the bowl. And then two the at the Greek bowl. had to be amazing. The Greek oh, was mind And I hear their like, light show is incredible. They're dude, just, the jams are incredible. Yeah. So good. My, I mean, I wanted to. It was like, I was like, this is it. This did they is do the any best. covers? Because I hear they always do like really cool covers. No, that, a lot of times. back then they weren't doing that. It was all OK Computer Kid A and a few. The bends. The bends and, uh, and stuff. Yeah. It, dude, it was so fucking good. I think about it all the time. I saw them twice, but it, I, they're not in my top top two. Not I mean, this isn't a top two, but just two best favorite concerts. They're not even in there because I saw them two times at festivals. So outside lands, which that the setup was not great. They hadn't figured mm. out the layout yet. That could be a little. So it was like, and then the sound. They kind of had a little sound I get problem. That. Festivals sometimes uh, you you, know, you kind of water down the the whole experience because they have to sacrifice. For everybody else on the festival, their own, you know, kind of thing they want yeah, to do a lot of times. Yeah, they're playing slightly different set lists. And then their live, the visuals are, aren't the same as they would be mm-hmm. if you watched them on their own. And they're playing shorter sets, too. Yeah, the lights and everything. So the second time was at Coachella. And both times were awesome. And I was like, fucking finally I get to see Radiohead. But they, they didn't make the top, my top favorite concerts. But anyway, go ahead. What's your, what, what, was, what was 20 years? Oh. Um, you were the thing you were just going to say. One of mine was also... At the Greek, the Greeks getting a lot of mentions. Greeks, good uh, man. My third, uh, my I, my third one. If we were going to go three, would be a Greek one. Really, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Uh, I saw so Monsters of Folk was this band. It was like a super group. So it was uh, Connor Oberst, mm-hmm. R- Bright Eyes, Jim James from My Morning Jacket. Uh, M- two bands you already super. Oh, love. love yeah. yeah. Uh, M Ward, and then. Um, I can't remember the fourth guy's name, but he works with Bright Eyes. He's like, he, he plays guitar so in Monsters of Folk. So the four of them get together, and they release, they write and record this album. Uh, and they're all, you know, alt-country, whatever. So they call themselves Monsters of Folk. And they write an entire album of original songs, and it's fucking awesome. And I listened to it so much. And then they were like, oh, we're going on tour. It's the one and only tour they did. It's the one and only album they did. They haven't done anything since together. So they're playing at the Greek, and I'm like, I got to fucking go. So me and my best friend, Robert, we're like, we got to do this shit, dude. And we go, and the enti- we had great seats, too, somehow. We just got seats, and they happened to be like 11 rows back or whatever. We're like, we're right there. So it was like a warm summer fucking night, perfect night to go to the Greek. And these guys all come out, and the concert was so fucking interesting because they played – all the songs from that album, but in between, like every second song, they would play songs from their own respective bands. That's cool. Whoa. So and and they would play them like together, or like they'd play each other's. I think there was a couple cases of that. So you'd get like Bright Eyes and Jim James singing a My Morning Jacket song together, and you're like, I can't believe. And they're playing like your favorite songs. So you essentially got to see like four bands in one night wow. playing all this super awesome fucking mellow alt country stuff and like they rocked out a little bit too that album that monsters of folk album is fantastic that's the kind of thing you wish there was video of where you'd like watch might it be. all the time there might be or like if it was a concert film concert yeah. film yeah. That yeah. Would, yeah. that's yeah. a so great cool. concert film yeah 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 that would be so cool but I don't know, man. Just the the vibe that night and like the songs that they played and it was it just it felt like it went on for like three hours, but in a good way. You That's know? the kind of thing good that you know only like really good musicians can yeah. do. And and it's just like I, I don't know, man. It just hit me 
perfectly. And I was like, halfway through, I was just like, this is one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Yeah. And it wasn't anything like there wasn't a crazy light show. There were fireworks. They didn't rock out crazy hard and break instruments. There wasn't like anything crazy, but it was just the way it was put together was so like careful and thought out. And the covers of each other's songs was a fucking awesome touch. That's cool. Yeah. It was just so, so good. And I've been wanting to put out a second album since, and, like, they haven't. That's probably a hard thing to to facilitate with everybody's schedules and everybody's busy. Like, hey, let's do another album, side project album. Yeah, with- yeah they talked to Connor Oberst about it, and he was just like, it's just hard. He's like, we've talked about it, and we want to, but it's like, we don't want to rush it, A. And B, we've just had a hard time like organizing all our schedules. Yeah, because they're all in like really successful. Bands yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, that are, yeah, it's got to be hard to putting out albums. Hey, still. let's all take eight months off from our busy schedules, right? And, you know, put yeah, out get an together. entire new album. Yeah, yeah. But dude, I mean, I still think about that show every time the Greek comes up. That's one of, and I've seen so many goddamn concerts at the Greek. But that is always like when I think Greek theater, that's the number one show. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great that's a great great venue, and I like that. I like the Ford man. That's because it's even a smaller version. Yeah, like you know those like Russian egg things, and you open it as a smaller one. <laughs> yeah, so that's right. like the Hollywood Bowl and the Greek and the Ford. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the funny. Greek is great because it's outdoors, but it's not as much of a situation to go to as the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, because Hollywood Bowl's right in the I middle of to the all Greek this shit. Theater. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I drove to the Greek. Yeah, I just get walk out my door and then take you know whatever ten minute walk up the hill. Yeah, yeah. I would. Right. I would walk to the fucking uh, bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't fucking you know. You can. The, I've seen parking at the Hollywood Bowl forty dollars. I've had tickets for concerts that were twenty eight dollars, and then you're yeah. paying more and to you're park. paying double to park. Last time I went to the I went to the bowl last year, and it was definitely twenty dollars to park at that place. There's like an empty lot across from Starbucks. Uh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. On that, and that, on that actually way. wasn't that bad. The trick with the bowl for anyone who lives in LA uh, is you park at the Hollywood Highland Complex, and then you get validated at any one of the stores. It's two bucks for like four hours, yeah. and then you walk up to the bowl if yeah. you want to drive. Nowadays, it's just fucking take an Uber and have it drop you off five blocks away. Yeah, have it drop you off at Hollywood and Highland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just walk up Highland. Yeah, yeah. Like fifteen minute walk. Yeah, I'm not, one of my best ones. I would be shocked if it's not your second one. Uh huh. Because it's one of those. Now we've been to a lot of concerts together. Yes. But we've also been to, you know, you hear your buddy talking about a concert, and you're like, oh, I was at that concert too. Right. Uh, and that's this one, which was at the Forum. Prince when Stevie Wonder oh, and it was yeah. Stevie Wonder's birthday. Right, 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 right. And Prince was doing like he did I think it was twenty one, twenty one shows yeah, for twenty one yeah. dollars. It's called the twenty one night stand. So twenty one right. nights he would every ticket was twenty one bucks. So Thursday they would go on sale and you would buy your ticket and it was just a crapshoot where it was. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you would be right on the floor, sometimes you'd be way up in the top. It's just total crapshoot. Yeah, and every venue was like he did the Troubadour one night, Forum yeah. another night. It was just so fucking random. And he did the Forum a shitload of times. Yeah. Um it was almost like a, he had a, like a 3 month residency yeah. there. <laughs> right. And a lot of the money was going to save the Forum. And renovate it, and, and oh, even back then they were getting yeah. money together for that. Wow, uh-huh. yeah, that was the first thing that they that was the first push to do that. Was no, his, what, what year was that concert? Shit, man, that's probably five, five, six years five, ago. Five, six years ago, okay, yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And he would always, you know, he would do three, three and a half, four hour sets. And oh, I am no. not joking. 
Now I went four times of the 21. I went to four of them. Yeah. And the best one, which is $84. Uh, with the best one, yes, there, there you go. There's a fuck, that's the Jew accountant in you. Let's go to concerts with those guys. Uh, the number to the bean counter over here. That's $84. If anybody out there is, yeah. doesn't have that's an abacus. before service fees. If anybody right? doesn't have an abacus yeah. on them. After service fees, it is $700. So, yeah, it's $824. <laughs> And uh, so he would always do these things And he's like You guys ready to party all night? And everyone would be like Yeah And he's like We'll see about that And people would leave After two and a half hours Not knowing There is three more encores <laughs> yeah. And then he would do An encore Of you know 35 minutes And then people would leave yeah. And then he would come And he would never stop coming out And, and he kept ch- He changed his He would change outfits yeah. A bunch of times And he would come back But every time he would leave You would just get closer and then yeah. everybody would leave and then you would get closer again. And there's people that were around me. I'm like, trust me, don't leave. He is absolutely <laughs> coming back out. Yeah. You know, and he always would come back out. And on the one that I loved so much and they were all great. I mean, and, and they were all different. You know, he would do. He, I mean, he has so, he would play 12 instruments. Prince. Yeah. It's Prince. It's Prince. And um, charismatic and funny. And, you know, remember what about the medley part? Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Right. He, he goes, he was playing like, because he, he has, you know, just a billion songs. So he did a medley of like, you know, some of his hits and stuff. And then like after three songs in, you know, or like three three songs in the, of the medley, he stops. He's on piano and he stops and he goes, I got so many hits. And he sits <laughs> back down and then a little red Corvette after that. And yeah. It was so fucking funny. Man. And he would do shit like where he was like, uh, here's a, and he just has that deep ass voice when he talks. You know yeah. what I mean? Here's a song I wrote about myself when I was looking at myself in the mirror. And then it'd be sexy motherfucker. You know what I mean? He would do shit like that. Prince is but funny. he was like, he would talk about saving the forum and he would always go, you know, uh, I saw, you know, the Stevie Wonder here. I saw the Jackson 5 here. I saw the Eagles here. I saw, and he would list all the p- bands that he had seen at the forum when he was living in Los Angeles. And he was like, actually, right now, it's Stevie Wonder's birthday, so if we sing loud enough, maybe he can hear. And had everybody sing happy birthday to him, and then right out of the ground comes Stevie Wonder on a grand uh, piano. Yeah. And, and they did a bunch like, of songs together, and you're yeah. like, holy that, shit. I mean, that's pretty mind-blowing. Yeah. Dude, I, yeah. You're I talking f- to icons. I missed the first 10 seconds of the Stevie Wonder song because I was rolling my tongue back into my <laughs> yeah, mouth I and putting yeah. my eyeballs back into the They do a bunch of songs together and they play together for a while. And then so like, you know, so cool, a week later, you know, I see Nick at like the improv or comedy store or something like that. And uh, he's like, dude, you won't believe. And I'm like, I was there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we just hugged. We just hugged yeah. for a long time. That's two legends. That's yeah. the thing where you're like, uh, yeah, I saw Prince. Uh, with Stevie Wonder, you're like, sorry, what? Back up. And yeah. it's two legends that are great live. They're actual yeah. musicians. They're not lip syncing. They're not fucking shitty. They're not yeah. like, fuck you. I'm collecting your money and I'm out of here. It was they so like cool. are real, real, real musicians that care about yeah. being in that exact moment. And to be able to see, yeah, that's absolutely yeah. without question my number one. That was my number one for sure. Number one concert ever. Yeah, wow. probably. We're like if you could see. If it I again. could see it again, yeah. I would not want. I would not change a thing. I would absolutely. Uh, I think that's a good way to determine, like which one. If you had to pick one to see again, what would it be? Mine would still. I you know, Kid A, Kid A tour. That would Greece. be. My, I would see that again without question. Uh, see, I'm, uh, I, I didn't really pick mine in like in terms of my favorites ever, but that's a good way to put it. But that, that yeah, that changes. 
yeah, what it would be, I guess. I, I mean, mine would have to be like the first time I saw a tool. The first time you see a band you worship. Yeah. That's the thing. It was the first time I'd seen Radiohead, and it was like. Yeah. Th- to me, one of their peak moments where they were just so good. Yeah. And, and I was just in like a fever pitch of worshiping right. them. That's my second one. And it was just like, I could fucking faint right now. This may get too real for me. Right, like he sounded great. The merch was great. It was like it was one of those yeah. things where you could ever, all the oh, pa- man, dude, the packaging. There was all those special editions. Like it was just a perf. I was the perfect age. It was the whole yeah. thing was just totally. dead on. Yeah, yeah, some of my honorable mentions like Muse at the at the oh at, dude. When I saw Muse at the Will Turn after. Uh, what is that? Give me a name. Absolution. Absolution. That yeah. album. When that album came out, which is like second or third album, yeah, I saw them at the Wiltern, and I've never been so blown away by three people before in my life. Yeah, their That's, live shows are. Crazy. That was honorable yeah. mention. Uh, Elton John and Billy Joel honorable mention. Where was that? I saw them at the uh, now defunct Hoosier Dome, Damn. which is now the Lucas Oil Stadium or whatever in Indianapolis. Way catchier name. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Dude. Uh, but that was like half the. It was like two grand pianos facing each other. Half was all American. Half was all British, like huge flag. And, yeah. you know, the pianos with that. And they would both come out and they did one song together. And then uh, Elton John did like 90 minutes. Wow. And then Billy Joel came out and they both did another song together. And then Billy Joel did 90 minutes. And then they both came out and did Piano Man at the end. Wow. The only reason it wasn't in my top two was because it was like... 90,000 people and most of them were like 50 year old yuppies right, and I was 24 right. had I seen something like that at like a smaller venue and you know what I mean it was just too it, was, it had such a corporate vibe to me uh-huh. you know and my seats were like pretty far away that I was kind of like, yeah, this is cool, but it seemed like I was listening to like classic rock. Yeah, wow. you know what I mean. It was like a Stones concert. Way, I mean, both of them were great. I really came away like super impressed with Billy Joel. Also, my uh, honorable mention to me, and one thing, and I think I've, I know I think I've told you this, but I don't know if I told you this. You know how you say it, like you can listen to one concert, yeah, again and just see it like it was. Uh, uh, Gallagher was at the Comedy Store. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is like when he first, I had never met him before and he comes around and then we took him out back and got him stoned and then we're sitting at the front patio and he's, the Rolling Stones are playing and he's kind of like stoned and kind of I'm like, and I'm in my head, I'm like, this guy's such a fucking hippie stoner guy and he's in his seventies. Right. I bet he's seen some fucking great concerts in his life. So I say to him, I'm like, Hey man, if you could go back and relive one concert, you know, same question. Yeah. What would it be? And he thinks for a second, he goes. Led Zeppelin, 1969 in Atlanta. Whoa. And I, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, holy shit, man. Yeah. This guy saw Led Zeppelin in 69. That's yeah. insane. And I go, who the fuck opened up for that show? And he goes, a shitload of acid, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. never made me laugh in your entire <laughs> life, including when I was 10 yeah. and you were smashing fucking fruit. Yeah. And that's the fucking coolest wow. thing you could have ever said. That's correct. I mean, Court McCowan, too, who's been on the podcast before, he has seen a ton of great shows. When he was young, he's, just, he's yeah. seen Zeppelin. He's seen the Stones back in the heyday. Wow, man. He, you talk to him about live concerts. Yeah. He's seen I can't imagine everybody. Zeppelin. Him yeah. and David Allen Greer were 
like going head to head in our green room once about concerts they'd seen, and it was like, whoa, whoa! It's like yeah. Earth, Wind, and Fire, Everly Brothers opened up. You're like, whoa, stop, stop, wow, that's wow, 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 wow! Yeah, that's why crazy. I that's why I fucking go to every concert I can. Or when I when I, like in my twenties, I was going to every because I was like, I want to see all this shit. I don't want to be older and be like, I miss those guys. I miss those guys. Another good honorable mention for me was um in like '88, I saw uh, Chicago. At Grant Park in Chicago during Taste of Chicago. <laughs> That's good. And they were like, with the horns, I mean, they were like yeah. full blown. Like, and you're like, it's one of those where you're like, and you know, I was in high school. So it was like really, really even a cooler thing because you're like, you know, 16 or whatever uh. the fuck. And I'm like watching it and I'm like, I know every single song they're playing and I didn't yeah. know they were all from the same band. Wow. Like, they had like 12 songs in a row where you're like, these are all from the same band? Yeah. Holy shit. I did not know that. My second one. Did you do two? Uh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Strokes and Radiohead. Yeah, Strokes, Strokes, Radiohead. Yeah. yeah. So my second one is a bad one that turned into a great one. It's like oh, that's two, good. Yeah. I like that. So, and another thing I was thinking, too, is like, I think I have a hard time putting like bands like that I really love into like all time favorite concerts because the bands I love, I've seen so many times that the first one isn't like, if you only saw a band you loved once, mm-hmm. you'd think about it all the time. But like, you know, Wilco, Tool, TV on the Radio, Mars, Ryan Volta, Adams, I've seen all them so many times, yeah. it's hard for me to go like this one time. Yeah, where you're like, oh, that was amazing because they all blend in kind of. So this was a TV on the Radio concert and I, this was this year. So I had seen them twice already in 2015. They played at the Fonda, and I was like, "Okay, cool, great." And then they played venue. Yeah, they played at the Palladium, which is literally you know a few minutes away. A few months later, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm, of course I'm going again." I love TV on the radio, so I go, and for some reason, they, I bought a bottle of water, and it was six dollars, and that fucking ruined. It didn't ruin the show, but it really made me fucking pissed, right? So they were great. The band was great, but I couldn't get the fucking water thing out of my head. Right? That's how I felt about my eighteen dollar beer. Yeah. So, but so every time I think about the concert, like for, you know, for the, like a few days after, I was thinking about that, and I was like, "Fuck that!" Right. So I end up writing this article for a magazine about that bottle of water incident, but I turned it into like Live Nation and Ticketmaster are fucking people out of the live concert going experience, right? Mm-hmm. This whole fucking thing. I love it. So I wrote it and then Paste Magazine published it. So, and it ended with this whole thing. I was like, you know, hopefully someone somewhere in any of these places can like, you know, remember what it was like to go to a concert and have fun and not feel ripped off from like the moment you purchase a ticket to, you know, the moment you leave, you know? But I was like, no one's going to read it. No one's going to give a shit or whatever. you know. And then I get an email uh, from the magazine. Hey, your article went live this morning. I was like, cool, thanks. And I kind of just looked at it real fast to see like, what they edited and you know, all that stuff. Fifteen minutes later, I got an email from the president of Live Nation. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this can't be real. Right, and then I look at the fucking. I was like, "It's real." And he's like, "We need to talk." He's like, "Hello, Nick Youssef, wearing a blue shirt, sitting <laughs> right, yeah, in your yeah, yeah. red chair, drinking a coffee." Right, right. I'm watching you right now. And he goes, "We need to talk," and I'm like, "Uh." That's all it said. Yeah, read your thing. We need to talk. Wow. And I was like, 
shit. <laughs> so like, oh, what the fuck's going to happen? Love, president of music. Right, 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 yeah. Love the guy that will control anything you can ever probably see again. You're banned from all the concerts, you know. So I hit him back. I'm like, I'd love to. And he goes, I'm out of town. I get back uh, in a few days. Let's talk. Call, call, call this number. We'll talk. So one thing leads to another. We, I get on the phone with him, talk to him for over an hour about just all this stuff. I, mean, I can't say what, but it was... Why a, can you not say what? Because I just... It is an offer the record thing. Okay. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. So, but it was a great conversation. Good dude. Uh, and then that led to um, one of the greatest concerts I've ever seen, which was recently, and I know will be, it'll stay as one of the best concerts I've ever seen because it was a bucket list uh, artist and I've just been dying to see him forever. So oh, I know Neil I Young at the Forum, right? Yeah. Now you got you got tickets for that through this conversation. He's yeah, like, hey, from man. that awful experience at the Palladium, and then deciding to be vocal about it. Now you know, obviously, if it was just now, let me ask you this because I know I know there's some confidentiality here, and you can't say too much. Was the was the crux of this conversation? Um, how can I? What, you go to a lot of concerts. You're a big fan of music. Like, what can we do as Live Nation to make this experience better? Yeah, I mean, it was like was all. A, it was all that stuff. It was uh-huh. everything that I talked about in that article. Just like it was a conversation about all that. Okay. Um, but it kind of was like, I mean, we found like common ground and stuff. And he's like a good dude, you know. And then I was like, I want to go see Neil Young at the Forum. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and the next thing you know and i want two free waters oh, right right um but yeah the next thing you know i'm uh front row at on the floor watching neil young wow. play three hours of just fucking hits rare tracks all this stuff it was really fucking it was really insane yeah my second one was um uh and a little bit of it is the company you keep uh, Jason Galern and I. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when um, and I really feel like it was their, and I still love this band. I always love this band, but I feel like it was really their last last push of the whole band being together. Uh, was when uh, Black Crows did four nights, five nights in a row at the Fonda. Yeah. And then they went to San Francisco and recorded a live album. I mean, a live you know concert fil- film, which was great. Um, we five nights in a row. We went. We went to three of the five, and uh, and literally watched them for two and a half, three hours, mm. like rehearse their that's awesome live concert. And each night, you know, sets were a little different, and and literally we were just like, "There's the stage, right?" You know, it's like as you know, ten feet away. Yeah, and we're just watching night, and they and it, you know, they the band had broken up so many times, <laughs> right. and they're all completely back together. And for a rare, probably fifty days, everybody seemed sober, and were able to rock and not fight and not be yeah. smacked out on heroin. That's awesome, dude. They just wrecked it. And then the next night, we're like, dude, let's fucking go again. <laughs> and then, dude, we don't have tickets. We don't fucking yeah. need dude, tickets. Dude, we'll get in. And Jason Gordon <laughs> is the king of just showing it. I'm like, dude, we don't have tickets. Dude, you're good. We're fine. We'll fucking get in. Yeah. You're and he good. talks I'm to a door good. guy for yeah. fucking five minutes. And the next thing you know, we're in again. I don't know how he does that. Yeah. He has a magical touch with, with being crazy. able to do that. Yeah, That's insane. And that absolutely, and that was like kind of like how what what you were saying, Kevory, like 
sometimes it's like seeing a band that you worship for the first, and that wasn't the that was probably the tenth time I'd seen six maybe six probably six seven eight eighth time yeah. that I'd seen uh, Black Cross, but there was just something about that one I hadn't seen him in like six years. I didn't think they were going to get back together. And if they yeah. did, it was going to be some hodgepodge version of them. It wasn't like yeah. the, it wasn't, you know, the original guitar player. It wasn't fucking the original drummer. It was always somebody was gone, mm-hmm. but it was just all of them. And they just fucking totally killed it. And that was one that I'll just, I'll never, ever, I just won't ever forget it. And absolutely would go back to that one again if I could. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking great. Makes you want to go see more shows. I was just thinking that I was like, I want to go see a fucking concert. Right I haven't now. been to one in a while. Me yeah, either. I don't think. Well, I guess I've la- that week I went to Neil Young. I went to three concerts that week. Yeah, you've been like, going to a lot of shows lately. That was just it like that like- week. I was like, they, they all kind of there was just a bunch of shit in October, and it all landed. I got to write week. a scathing letter to the president of fucking <laughs> right. Live Nation. Um, it was Neil Young, the War on Drugs at the Greek, and then Eagles of Death Metal when they played the uh, Tower Records documentary ooh, release ooh, party. Ooh, ooh. Um. Yeah, that was three in one fucking week, and I was like, I've been to so many goddamn shows, and it it's, it had been maybe a little bit before, and I haven't really been to one since. But but yeah, now I want I want to go see see something fucking cool. Oh, by the way, for any Tool fans out there, which there should be some or more, um, they announced the first nine live dates of 2016 the other day. Oh wow! Yeah, so. The tickets go on sale Friday, so they're playing. They're nine dates, but they're like scattered all over the country for some reason. They'll probably fill them in when they announce the rest. But closest one is San Diego. January. That's pretty close. Oh yeah, I'm going. Um, imagine that. Yeah, <laughs> imagine that. Um, so the guy in a tool shirt sitting across from us. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I have so many of these shirts now. Um, I'm like buying my youth that I wasn't able to afford then. I'm like, oh, I wanted that shirt when I was 16. That one when I was fucking 15. Um, yeah, everybody, go see a lot. Go see a concert. Find a band you like, or you know what's fun too? Go find a local, find a venue that is like re- respectable, like a legitimate good one, and then just pick a night where they just have, a, you know, two or three, like a showcase night or mm-hmm. a couple bands you haven't heard of, and tickets are what five, eight bucks, and just yeah. go to that. Yep, because that band in five years could be like a big deal and you can go fucking I saw them it was me and 14 people at Spaceland or Satellite or whatever they call it no one fucking knew who they were tickets were 7 bucks that's a story you'll tell in 10 12 years dude that's how I got jealous. turned on to Wilco that's how I got turned on to Trail of Dead yeah somebody else was like dude come check this fucking band out they're fucking great yeah. they got a cool following and it's like before they totally you know and then when they blow up you're like cool man I fucking saw yeah. them way back when just go see live music man it's good for your soul. You have to go. Yeah. What time is it? Oh yeah. Um, sure. Okay. We could. I mean, we could just do this for another fucking hour. Like, and then Easily. this concert. And then that, it, it's every time I do this podcast. Which, by the way, I, have I now passed uh, Jerry? I was thinking that earlier today. I was like, I tied him. Hey, fuck you, kid. No, because I have a half a one. I have a half a one. Yeah. I had that one I did with Stuart. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. this is three and a half. I think you're the We're new... We're uh, fucking superstar Jones with his fancy Air Jordans. He's only he'd been done it three times. <laughs> oh, man. Jerry's going to like the second this goes up. He's, yeah, he's gonna, just seething. Yeah. We're going to get a text like, I got to be on next week. Uh-huh. Yeah. We'll figure out we our... We should have one where we're both on and he and I yeah. just arm wrestle the whole time. We're that just arm be, wrestling. That would be funny. I got a half of one up on you, Jerry. Yeah. That would be funny. It's true. 
Uh, well, thanks again for doing this, dude. Yeah, dude, I love both of you. I'll always fun to have any, you on. Any, any, anytime. Yeah, I love you guys. Uh, follow Teeb on uh, on the Twitter, at the Teeb. Uh, yep. Your Instagram is Jason Tebow. Yep. Uh, spelled near impossible. Does, yep. does Jason spell differently? Tebow has never been spelled correctly by anyone ever. Not even my parents. Uh, J-A-Y-S-O-N-T-H-I-B-A-U-L-T. Yep. Right? Yep. I did that right off of memory. Yep, that was great. Um, and then listen to Punch Drunk Sports. That's yep. on the All Things Comedy Network. Uh, and there you have it, man. Thanks again, dude. Dude, I love you guys. I'll do this anytime. Bye. Love you too.